everybody, to the uh, first episode of the NJJA podcast. Uh, the Nebraska Juvenile Justice Association is a 501c3 public benefit, not-for-profit association. The mission of the Nebraska Juvenile Justice Association is to improve services to youth in the juvenile justice system by serving as a resource for collaboration, leadership development, and education for juvenile justice system professionals. Um, okay, to get started here with our episode one, we have a long list of president, past president, and past president. Um, I'm not going to lie, I feel a little insignificant today. We have Gary Brulier, who is the current president. We have Mike Wren, who is the past president. And we have Jim Bennett, who is the past president. We have Rico Zavala, myself, who has never been president. Um, let's start with some introductions here, guys. Uh, Jim, you want to go first? You bet. bet. Jim Bennett, I'm currently the uh, coordinator for Lincoln Teammates here in Lincoln, Nebraska. So Teammates is a regional mentoring program that we have in Nebraska and Iowa. Uh, I run the Lincoln branch of Teammates. Jim, how long have you been with NJJA? Oh, I think it's been eight or nine years. Mike, do you know? Um, I have been on the board for 10 years, so I think you're probably about eight. Yeah, probably eight. Yep, Mike, Mike brought me on eight years ago. Mike, yes. Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Mike Wren, I am a restorative practices specialist with Lincoln Public Schools. Um, as I said earlier, I've been on the board for 10 years um, in various capacities as vice president and president and a board member and part of the NJJA conference planning committee as well. And last but not least, Gary. Gary Brulier. Hi, I'm Gary, and I am uh, with the Sarpy County Attorney's Office. I'm a juvenile prosecutor there. I have been for longer than I'd care to admit. Um, <laughs> been with the board for approximately 10 years. I don't, not really sure. Some, I know Mike and Jim were, I can't remember if you were on the board or not. Anyway, pro- about 10 years. All right, and then that leads us to me. Um, I've been on the board, Rico, I've been on the board for almost three years now. Um, currently, I am the service director at Cedars Youth Services. Um, I've been there for almost 15 years. Um, I get the great opportunity of, of being the service director there and, and overseeing a number of our programs, um, but uh, specifically our juvenile justice services. So um, I've enjoyed my time here on the board. Looking forward to our podcast today. Um, behind the scenes, obviously, we have Tracy, who is working the board over there who gets the task of chopping this up when we're done. Good luck. And our leader, Tom, Tom McBride over here, serves as our uh, executive director. So um, let's just get started. Should we just jump in? Just jump yeah, in. Huh? All right, perfect. Let's go. Um, Mike, we'll start with you. Okay. Uh, when did you learn about NJJA and, and how did that come about? Um, so I actually returned from, I was in grad school and was a therapist at a residential treatment center in Kansas City and returned to Lincoln in 2001 and worked and took a job with the, um, well, it used to be called the Child Guidance Center. Now I think it's called Hope Spoke. Mm -hmm. Um, And in my my role there, I became known to the NJJA from some colleagues at work who attended the conference, the annual conference. Um, And back then it was in Grand Island. And so I decided I would go and check it out and see what it was all about. Um, And then from that point on, I attended probably an additional two or three conferences and then um, came onto the board in 2009, 2010, 
um, as an invitation of something to get more involved with juvenile justice because my role at um, as a therapist, I was more involved with juvenile justice youth. I was doing OJS evaluations um, back then. So that's that's how I come to know about JJ and JJA. Um, and, and really what m- brought me into the association is that I wanted to learn more about what NJJA did. Um, it was a great opportunity to meet um, other providers in the state that I have um, had come in contact at one point or another and see what other services were available to the juveniles in the state. Yeah, sure. Jim? Yeah. What about you? What, what, how did you first learn about NJJA and what, what excited you to be uh, become a board member? You know, when you were talking to Mike about this, I was thinking back to those first conferences, uh, conferences in Grand Island, Nebraska, that I'd go to on an annual basis and just got real interested in in the work that NJ was doing. And, and that conference is a good, um, it, it kind of kickstarts a lot of people into finding out more about NJJ because that's what they've been known for is that really great annual conference that, would, like I said, was in Grand Island. So we'd go to that for years, knew a lot of the board members. Um, at the time, I was working at the Pathfinder program. In oh, the, sure. It's in our juvenile detention center. It's a school in the detention center there. Um, and would go on an annual basis. And then Mike, as you heard, Mike worked there as well. And we talked. And at the time, they needed somebody from education on on the board. And, and back then, the board was looked a little bit different than it does today. Um, but but was introduced me to it, and, and I, I got on the board uh, with Mike's recommendation. So that was that was my introduction to it, and uh, really been thrilled with watching it progress over these past eight years. It's really changed quite a bit. Uh, used to be a board a board ran um, organization. Uh, we then went to an executive director, and then our second executive director was Tom here, uh, and so now we have communications people's on, people on board. We're talking about potentially even expanding. So there's just a lot of growth in the past eight years and just really glad to be a part of it. That's something that I, I definitely hope that uh, we get to and we have time to do that is talk about the involvement of NJJA from beginning to, to current state. Um, two things I've heard, or one thing I've heard from both of you guys that, that I hope we also get to is our conference. Um, our conference is one of the, uh, probably our biggest and, and most enjoyable Um Definitely well known for it. Yes, definitely a fun event to be a part of. Um, but before we move on, I definitely want to we want to hear from Gary as well and, and his history and how he got to know NJJA and and kind of what excites uh, him about being on the board. Uh, excuse me, I had got to know one of our board members, a former board member, Doug Kramer, when I was practicing in Kearney many years ago, and then I uh, moved to to Bellevue, was practicing there, and then joined the Sarpy County Attorney's Office. And sometime after that, Doug, uh, I think I think maybe we bumped into each other um, at, at a conference, like Jim mentioned, in uh, in Grand Island. And Doug invited me to to check the board out, and uh, been been fortunate and honored to to be involved ever since. Awesome. Um, you know, I remember when I was uh, fresh out of college, and and I first learned about NJJA and how much I appreciated everybody what everybody was doing and what the the overall philosophy of, of the, the the whole association was um, you know I, I attended almost every conference I possibly could as a direct care staff member and, and now to be sitting on the board um, as vice president it's it's a pretty cool um, feeling to have and now that I get to work with you fine gentlemen and, and then obviously um, he means old <laughs> <laughs> and obviously be well, a, uh, well 
you got to be nice to your elders. Um, but also, y'all, you know, we all get to learn under Tom, too, which is always a, a nice caveat. So, um, But one of the things that we talked about was how far we've come as an organization. And in my short time um, of being on the board, we've made leaps and bounds, but I, I can't imagine where it's come from from the beginning, from day one of NJJA. Uh, and maybe you guys don't go back that far, but you guys have a pretty good understanding of what the history is. And, and that's what I want to hear, and I think that's what would be um, interesting for our listeners to hear. Um, so if anybody wanted to speak, you know, wants to speak on that and, and in regards to where have we come? Maybe well, we haven't. I, I don't know. I guess um, the one thing, I, I wasn't there when it all started, but through the um, lore of several other former board members who have been here and have since resigned and moved on, one being uh, Peg Barner, Back in uh, 1975, it all started, and it really was a conference of judges getting together. Um, may have had some golf involved, um, <laughs> but it became just kind of like an opportunity for them to get together and maybe talk about their practices or what's going on or things like that and, and have some social time. So that's back in 1975. So fast forward through all those years that NJA JA has continued to provide that conference because I think we're on conference number 46. Oh, wow. 47 this year, this in 2020, pretty close to it anyway. Um, so through all that time, they've sustained this board. And as Jim mentioned, it was a working board. And that's really what they did is they got together and they planned a conference to have some people come in and speak and for professionals to get together and hang out. And, and that has led us to where we are today. But along that path, uh, you know, Jim had mentioned earlier that uh, when, I, when I came on the board 10 years ago, it was a group of about nine or 10 people. And our sole purpose was we have to plan this conference. Mm-hmm. That's all we did. We kept our, 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 our bank statements were in a regular checking book. And we just kind of, <laughs> we, we would, you know, maybe buy ourselves a lunch while we're planning. But that's what we always did. Every meeting, every month was okay, do we still have a little bit of money left? And what are we going to do for the conference? And then we plan that conference that whole next year. So it was a very much a working board. Um, and so when I came on, that's still what it was. And that's what we did. I mean, we used to, and we've progressed to the point where we, when we were in Grand Island, when I attended, I think we were about 125 people would be there at the Grand conference. Island. Okay. And then coming on the board, we then realized we wanted to move. We wanted to have a bigger venue. We really wanted to put a lot more into the conference. So we moved to Kearney um, to what was um, the Holiday Inn at the time, but we've since outgrown that. That was a lot of, uh, those are some nervous talks because as, and, and Jim can attest, um, we were pretty tight with our money. We did not want to spend a whole lot of money on stuff. So it was a conference that cost 50 to $75 for a day and a half. And we maintained that pricing until probably eight years ago when we finally jumped it up to 100 and we had a bigger venue and we had more sure. speakers coming in, national speakers coming in. Um, it's just, it's, that's really exploded. Um, we then had uh, Monica came on board as our first part-time. Monica. Exec- Monica, Monica Miles Steffens came on. Um, and that was, uh, she was there for, I think, two years part-time executive director. And at that point in time, we decided we wanted to move on. She had some other things that were taking her time. So then we, we were forced enough to find Tom to bring him on as an executive director. And, and I, I let other people talk about other things that we progressed on, but that's, 
where it kind of started and what I've heard has been passed down through the ages to me and what I know about the board and, and where we're at today. Yeah. Well, thanks. Well, and, and, and the, the conference looks a lot different. It just looks a whole lot different than it did. And I think you'll, from year in and year out, we've brought in nationally known juvenile justice experts at this conference. And it's, it's, I think, you know, and it's this year we had 460 on Thursday this year. That was youth day. Yeah. Juvenile justice professionals. Yep. Wow. Yep. And so, and on that day also we, we progressed and now we have a youth day that day where there was 30 young people from across the state came together and helped, um, were a part of the conference and helped us to kind of figure out what young people need in our juvenile justice system. That's something that hasn't, hadn't been done in the past. So it just it, looks a whole lot different than it did is years that, ago. Is that something, I mean, maybe you don't know the answer to this, Jim, um, or Mike or Gary. Um, is that something that, that is done elsewhere, uh, the Youth Day type of, of event at a, at a conference like that? I'm not aware of a conference of juvenile justice professionals that bring in youth. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's obviously youth conferences, sure, but I don't think that there's another one that I am aware of that actually bring youth to the conference to interact with the professionals. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's some of us, I mean, and Gary's an attorney and, and, and Rico, you've been working for a nonprofit for a while. And I, I, I currently am with a nonprofit, did some work in the school systems, did some work in the juvenile detention center. Mike's a counselor by trade. Uh, but ultimately, we're all youth workers. We're people who work with young people, care about young people. And you can't be a youth worker without hearing from the youth themselves. What, what is it that they need? What, if, if the young people aren't directing what we're doing at that conference, then we're missing out. And I think it's just it's a, it's a fundamental youth work. And it's a fundamental of what we do at NJJA is we, we get the voices of the people who are being affected by the system there at the conference. So it's like I said, it's a it's a unique experience. I think I think Mike's right. I I don't know any place in the country that's doing that. Uh, the, the conference wasn't exactly something that I, I thought we were going to touch today, but it, it's been a, it's a good conversation to have because, like we said, the, the the conference is probably NJJA's biggest event. It's it's the most enjoyable for us. Um, Gary, on the same lines as the conference, what can what can someone expect if they sign up if they um, uh, enroll to the conference what what can they learn from there what type of topics are we talking about um, what 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 are we learning when we go to that conference well there's going to be a variety of people from all areas of the juvenile justice uh, world or, or sphere uh, attending the conference uh, we have it's for it's for uh, frontline workers probation officers case workers uh, there will be um, there'll be uh, case managers there, service providers, attorneys, judges, guardian ad litems, and so forth. Uh, it's it's a real mix of, of a good mix of a lot of different people from uh, from the world of juvenile justice, and the programming is top notch. Um, we, as Jim mentioned, we get uh, national level speakers to come in to both serve as keynote presenters and uh, provide uh, breakout workshops. Um, the facilities are great. Uh, the, the host uh, that, that put um, that help us put on the, the conference are, are second to none. Uh, the education is great. The training is great. But I think really um, the best thing that people can expect is just um, a three, you know, three days where the atmosphere is all about what's in the best interest of juveniles in our, in our state system and what can be done to, to improve their situation, what can be done to improve 
how we do our jobs within that that world, uh, and it's just a great a great atmosphere of um, collegiality uh, within you know within the professionals. Uh, I don't think I could recommend it too strongly, strongly enough. Sure. However, however yeah. that, that expression goes. <laughs> so I've heard a couple times from from uh, a few of you that. Um, Talked about nationally renowned speakers, mm-hmm. um, well-known speakers. Um, I think we can we can talk about some of, some of our past speakers and, and kind of give a sense of just how um, how large some of these speakers are and how well-known they are. So can you, somebody give me maybe an example of who we had talk and mm-hmm. and uh, go from there and and maybe give them a little plug and and give them a thank you for for coming to the conference. Well, you guys can add them to the list, but a few that stick out for me. One would be Judge Teske yeah. out of Georgia. That was that was actually coming back to Nebraska yeah, this week. Coming back, I'm excited about coming back. Yeah, that's um, that, that was that was uh, we had uh, Father Boyle two years oh, ago. Father Boyle, uh, my, Father Boyle, one of my favorites, right from yeah. Homeboy Industries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think Shay Bilchek from the uh, Center for Juvenile Justice Reform at Georgetown's McCourt School of Law. I think was was a was a, a big year for us. He's leading the nation in in, in Reforming Juvenile Justice, him along with others, uh, Robert F. Kennedy National Resource Center. Uh, they're doing a lot of work in our state and, and are, are huge, um, have been, been huge for our state and have had a presence at our conference as well. So I think those are some that just come to mind. If you guys, if you have any others you can think of. Does anybody else find it funny when, when Jim said Homeboy Industries? <laughs> how smooth that how came smooth out. That came out. <laughs> yeah. Jim is a homeboy. Yeah, definitely. Um, one, uh, okay, this is going to go back to when this conference was way back in Grand Island. So Erin uh, Gruel yeah. was here, and she was the teacher, and she wrote the book Freedom Writers, and the, oh, the wow. movie Freedom Writers was about her. So she had come and actually spoke about her journey and the book that she wrote and the kids that she had contact with. So that was that was really an interesting conversation. Um, Jerry Tello was, oh, Jerry, was yeah. from was good, right? One, two years ago, I think. Get past five years and I forget people's names. Right. Um, How long have you been on the board again? Well, we'll talk about uh, that. Five plus. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, any, anybody that comes to your mind? Uh, the two that jumped to my mind immediately um, were both uh, uh, ladies who had gone through the system themselves in different parts of the country. One was... Um, uh, Starsha, I can't remember her last name. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I remember her presentation or presentations um, just really flooring everybody in attendance. Uh, and then last year, uh, Rebecca Bender mm-hmm. uh, just, again, blew everybody away. Uh, the work that she's doing in, um, in combating uh, human trafficking in the country uh, is really second to none. And uh, her story and just her her um, ability to share her story her story and her her ideas was uh, still sticks in my mind to this day. We'll never forget it. Okay. Um, first of all, thank you guys for for bringing those up because I, I I have was lucky enough to be a part of uh, a number of those and I couldn't agree with you more. I think they were all spot on. Specifically, Rebecca Bender. I think that um, that uh, she was fantastic and and her story was amazing to hear. I, Go ahead. Yeah. Well, one thing too, just to, I was thinking about. Mike was talking about how we we've adjusted the price a little bit. We added a whole another day. It's still 
we kept it amazingly cheap. <laughs> and I think that, that was done very intentionally. And if you're working in our field, cheap is good. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> that's the whole point is that we're really, it's not for judges, attorneys, you know, uh, high level administration, though, though all those people are there because it, it, it fits a broad audience. Mm-hmm. But we, we make it for that anybody, uh, that, that frontline person, that person in the field doing the work from day to day. Uh, we always make it uh, so that that person can come and get tools and take those back into the field and 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 do better work with young people. So I think it, we try to make it that real broad audience. So everybody was able to get something out of Father Boyle, uh, Judge Teske, um, uh, J- uh, Jerry Teo, all those people we spoke about. Starsha was amazing when she came and then later went on to work with the Obama administration. Uh, just some really... Uh, great things to take away from all different aspects of the juvenile justice system. So just something I wanted to touch on. I know Mike, Mike yeah. touched on it earlier. Oh, and, and I think the other thing to go with that is we talk about keynotes and nationally known and all that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I think what's really been helpful and nice is over the last few years, um, we've incorporated local state people who come in and speak about trauma or speak about their experiences. And, and we've had a number of youth boards, youth panels, uh, speak about things as well. So I think, yes, having the, the, the big name people come in is really a, a big draw for people. But I think also keeping it within the state and seeing that we have a lot of great people who are here in the state um, and, ex- and sharing that expertise really kind of keeps that Nebraska flavor going. And we shoot T-shirts out of cannons. And we yes. do. That we do. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Trooper Bell does. Trooper Bell does. Yeah. Trooper Bell is big enough to but, get away with that. So, yeah. But we provide the ammunition. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that I, I don't want to go away from the conference because it is one of our biggest, um, like, as I mentioned, it's one of our biggest events. Um, but NJJ is, is, is so much more than just the conference. Absolutely. And I think it's something that we are continuously trying to work on um, and, and grow and, and expand um, who we touch, how we, how we do that. Um, but now we're doing webinars, um, we're doing these podcasts, and, and we're doing um, we have social media. We have Twitter, we have uh, Facebook. So please, please, by all means, follow us. Um, uh, we, this past year, we teamed up with Leadership Lincoln to do the poverty simulation. Um, so again, I mean, yes, the conference is, is huge, and, and it's, it's our favorite thing, but we're working to do so much more. Um, and that's, I think that's one of the things that I'm most excited about is that we're not just about the conference. Um, we're about doing much, much more than that. Right. And, and across the whole state. Uh, that's, that's another thing about NGJ is we, we're, this is a, a statewide uh, association. So we, we make it a point to, we, we actually moved the conference to Kearney mm-hmm. to be more central. I know it's not totally central. Um, I know those folks out in the Panhandle would wish it were in North Platte or even out in Scotts Bluff, but um, we try to make it more inclusive of the entire state. And that's an important component because these things that we do affect everybody. Poverty Simulation teamed up with probation and they brought in uh, probation officers from across the state. There were several from, from, from the Panhandle that came and, and got to experience that. I want to say there was upwards of 50 to 60 probation officers that, and, and don't quote me on that obviously, but... Um, that participated in that poverty simulation. Um, not only is it, is, it, is it good for them to go through that process and, and understand what, the, what a life in poverty is like, yep. um, but just to be able to get them together, because um, it doesn't happen very often, to get all those officers from different judicial districts together, um, it's, it's a great thing to be a part of. Um, yep. And obviously we, we appreciate um, our partnership with 
um, juvenile probation in that. But uh, we do want to thank uh, Leadership Lincoln for their um, partnership and providing us uh, an opportunity to to go through that simulation, to offer that simulation. Right. And City Impact for providing oh, yes. space. Yes, yeah, City Impact that, um, has a, a beautiful facility over there. Um, so, And some of the other things, you know, we're you're talking about the other things that we're connected to. It, it, it wouldn't be possible if seven years ago we wouldn't have gone through the actually having a strategic plan. The process of coming up with a vision for NJJA moving forward. Uh, Tom, I believe we're, you were involved with that first one. Yeah. Or, or right at the tail end. Right at the tail end of that one. And so so just the fact that, as I said, from 1975 to when I came on the board, all we were doing is planning conferences to now we actually have a plan as to where we want to be. And all these different being statewide, we bring people together, we work with people, collaboration, um, trying to be just a conduit for juvenile justice across the state for different um, opportunities and avenues and a strategic plan. And we're extremely fortunate um, to be assisted by the Sherwood Foundation um, the last probably about six years as well, five or six years since we applied for that grant. And that's been super helpful for us to be able to provide all these different types of things that we want to do with juvenile justice. So, yeah, strategic plan. Obviously, it's, it's important for any board to go through. Um, Mike, or Mike, uh, uh, Jim or, or Gary, um, do you want to talk about kind of what is lies ahead of us for the NJJA? We just recently went through another strategic planning process, and, and when we identified um, some important goals and areas that we want to improve upon. Um, does anybody want to talk a little bit further about that? I know we talked about expansion, and um, that is a part of some of our strategic planning. So right. right. One was podcasts, right? Right. right. Here we go. <laughs> check, check, check one. Check that, check that one off, right? Um, I, I think one in particular is really expanding our educational opportunities. We know that conference is successful. We know people enjoy it. But we were, look, we're looking at more of those regional one-day mm-hmm. uh, one, events in, across our state. Uh, we also know that, that Tom can't do all of that, right? Tracy, Tracy can't do all of that. So we need support. Um, so we're, we're looking to um, hire a training coordinator this year and or, or a contract with a training coordinator this year to really expand those opportunities um, and, and to bring that message a little bit um, stronger across the state. We also, uh, the, the, the leadership track. So three of our, our, our main core functions are leadership, education, and collaboration. Yeah. And really focusing on that leadership track for the for the up-and-comer juvenile justice professional who really wants to develop that leadership and become a leader in Nebraska and in our system. So that's something we're passionate about. That's something we're right now we're exploring across the state to find out who's doing leadership training, who's not. Uh, we're not going to duplicate efforts, right? Or, or maybe we can collaborate with somebody who's already doing it and expand those efforts across our state. The, the, the thing about NJJ is not about going out and doing the, all the work. Mm-hmm. It's bringing people together and, and doing the work smarter as well. Well, I think that's where we're so lucky in Nebraska is that we have so many people that are invested in, in our young people and that want to work with um, Nebraska Juvenile Justice Association. So by all means, we're going to collaborate and contact and work with them as much as we possibly can because we're only so smart, guys. There's people out there that are a heck of a lot smarter than us. <laughs> that, that's for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on. Uh, where do you see 
what do you see us doing next? I mean, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, we're doing podcasts now and all that stuff, but is there anything in the immediate future? I know we have a lot of goals, um, a lot of hopes, but what else is out there that we can immediately do? Um, and if nothing, you know, maybe it's a process and maybe we're still growing and, and learning from where we are now. Well, kind of, this kind of backtracks a little bit into the things that we are doing now, and it's something that I think we're going to, I, I would assume we're going to continue to want to do in the future and maybe expand a little bit, uh, and that's the legislative breakfast that we've done mm-hmm. the last uh, several years. Um, I think that was kind of Tom's brainchild uh, originally, and it's, uh, it's been a great opportunity to once a year um, provide breakfast and meet with uh, as many state senators who uh, are able to come and just kind of talk about juvenile justice issues, what they see, answer questions they might have. Uh, we're not a lobbying organization. We try to remain neutral on issues, and we just try to be really informative and, and well-versed on juvenile justice issues, uh, since that's what we do, uh, and therefore be able to be a contact for people like state senators or, uh, or legislative aides or, or uh, so forth. Uh, I think that is something that I can see uh, continuing to grow. Hopefully, uh, in the future, uh, it's been uh, it's been an, it's it's an enjoyable enjoyable opportunity, and, and I know I'd like to see it continue. Moving moving on a little bit here, um, I have thoroughly enjoyed my time here at NJJA, and I know you guys have as well. Um, also, you guys haven't wouldn't have stuck around so long. Um, no doubt, after this podcast, people are going to be banging down the door wanting to be a part of NJJA. <laughs> Um, what does that look? What's that process look like? Um, you know, if somebody does want to be on the board, or if somebody knows somebody who should be on the board, um, can somebody explain to us what that process looks like? Yeah. Um, so we're always looking for people to get engaged with NJJA. Uh, being on the board is a little is is usually ends up being more of a progression. Um, we have a, a conference planning committee that we like people to be a part of. Uh, that conference planning committee is, is really the heart and soul of what happens every year at that conference. And so that's a good way to get involved with NJJ right off the bat. We do a lot of people end up from that conference planning committee on our board. It just all, all depends. We have a nomination committee. But if people are interested in getting involved, it can't hurt to reach out. You can go to our website. You can look for contact information. That's 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 probably the best place to start. Uh, if you really want to work work on it, I, I mean, I'd encourage you to come to, to the conference, take a look at it, see if it's something that you um, want to be a part of. Uh, and, and, you know, like every year we, we have people that, that on the evaluation say, I'd love to be a part of the organization anyway. If I can help out, let me know. So reach out to us, let us know. Um, the board, the board is, is pretty set right now, but we're, but we're always looking for expansion. We're always looking for uh, people with, with certain talents that will help move NJJ forward. One of the, uh, the great things about um, our board, our current board right now is, is it's, yes, we have juvenile justice um, uh, involved people. We have juvenile justice professionals, um, but we have a lot more than that too. I mean, we know that juvenile justice um, professionals are not the end all be all. We have people from other professions, um, and we it's important that we have that diverse um, uh, partnership with within our board members. Um, so we want to make sure that that continues. Like Jim said, if you have any questions, by all means, um, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and, and reach out and, and pose a question, and we'll make sure we get back to you as soon as we possibly can. Um, one of the other ways that we, we make sure that we stay in touch with people is our website. Uh, we think uh, we have uh, 
it's a good website. It, 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 it talks about who we are. It talks about what we do. It talks about um, upcoming events. Um, you can find us there. Um, it's www.njja.org. Um, there's also ways to contact us um, via the website. Um, so by all means, please visit us, and, and we'll make sure that uh, um, we get back to you in, in, a, in a reasonable fashion. Um, I think, should we wrap it up, guys? Sounds good. Anything else that we want to get to? Okay, um, in closing, oh yes, important important notes uh, moving forward with this podcast. Um, next month, uh, we are focusing on JDI, which is the Juvenile Detention Alternative Initiative. Um, that's set for October and November. Uh, we're going to have a legislative overview, legislative overview, um, hopefully, if we can work our magic, maybe even get some state senators in here. Um, in December... We're looking at um, highlighting some of our providers in the community, um, maybe here in Lincoln, but even maybe abroad or outside of the city limits. Um, in January, uh, we're looking at the Juvenile Justice Institute and Dr. Ann Hobbs Mentors um, Program. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that program or not, but it is, is really, really neat. Uh, but in closing, uh, as you know, we're, we're going to continue our series of podcasts um, please, please make sure you check out the website, check out Twitter, Facebook to follow us. Um, all of our information is going to be put out on there. Um, I, we can't let things go. We can't let this go by without, again, thanking the Sherwood Foundation. Um, their support has been instrumental in what we've been able to do and the growth process um, that NGAJA has, has been able to go through. So um, thank you to, to the Sherwood Foundation. Um, we look forward to coming back with you next month. Um, we'll bring out some, some, ener- some, some more energizing figures to talk to. Um, but again, one more time, NJJ Annual Conference. Um, we'll be at the UNS Conference Center in Kearney um, on May 6th, 7th, and 8th of 2020. Uh, look forward to seeing you all there, and uh, we're signing off. That's it, everybody.